Why are you wearing your fanny pack? Did you need some? Did you need a band-aid or something? Why are you wearing it? Why am I wearing it? Yeah. I thought, I didn't think you'd notice. <laughs> Do you have a band-aid in there? Yeah, you need one. Show it to me. <laughs> are you going to wear that the whole time? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you can't. No, I, I, I just wanted to wear it to be cute and funny. Um, it was cute and funny. We did Christmas presents a little early this year. Mm-hmm. Some of them. And uh, I got a fanny pack. And it's my pride and joy. I love it. And every single place that we go, McKay has to don his fanny pack. Why do you say it like it's a bad thing? I didn't say it like it was a bad thing. All right. Every place we go, McKay <laughs> dons his fanny pack. You sound like the TikToker voice. Every place we go. <laughs> do your best TikTok voice to text you won't believe what happened that's, here that's good. <laughs> i can't do it very well we, i got two words for you happy, happy holidays, holidays. <gasps> yo we have how do to i know kiss. what you're saying we have to kiss okay we can't reach just the table <laughs> is keeping us apart um happy holidays and welcome to another episode of gallery um is that where the intro comes in no not oh. yet because I because last on the Halloween special I gave you some Halloween song lore, and now I'm gonna give you some Christmas song lore. Okay. Which I already told you in the car, but act like you're hearing it for the first time. I forgot. Thank you. Now. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> in, in Winter Wonderland. Uh huh. You know, walking in a Winter Wonderland. Uh huh. They say, in the meadow we can build a snowman, and you're like, that's funny and cute. And pretend that he is Parson Brown. That's when my freaking Metal Gear goes off. And I'm like, who's Parson Brown? And I go to the interweb. And I look up, Par- who is Parson Brown? Turns out, it's an in-universe character. Part of the frosty cinematic universe. Yeah. FCU, if you will. Now, <laughs> Parson means like priest. Or like bishop or something. And the rest of the song goes... We'll pretend he is Parson Brown. He'll, we'll say, are you married? He'll say, no, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. He can do the job. So they say, the snowman... Hold on. I'm getting too excited. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Calm down. They're, Calm. they're saying, oh, the snowman will say, are you married? Parson Brown. Priest Brown is saying, are you married? And they'll say, no. But you can do the job when you're in town. Why can he do the job? Because he's a priest. He's a parson. He's Parson Brown. And he thinks I'm pretty. What? Is he trying to marry me? No, he's... He's the priest officiating the wedding. In, oh. They're making a snowman. They're pretending he is a priest. So he can parson. marry them? So he can marry them. How old are these kids, dude? I don't think they're kids. Wait, are they? Are me and my adult friends going to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. That sounds awesome. I was invited to build a snowman like last week. Yeah? Yeah. And you didn't go? Well, snow melted. Oh, that's right. So I guess I can't get married to my friend because I didn't build a priest snowman why a priest snowman i don't know why don't you ask i'd probably name mine like oh no the first name that came to mind was jeffrey dahmer and i don't what think i'm frick? gonna name my snowman that well welcome to the gallery halloween or frick oh no well you got me thinking about halloween oh no, I'm sorry. welcome to the gallery holiday special Listen, last time we did this, it was too much because we picked six things to talk about. I thought it was perfect. And it made me want to die when I was editing it. I loved it. 
No, you didn't because doing three topics was which is no, what you, you didn't because today. doing three topics. <laughs> You're on the naughty list. You're on the naughty list. What does that mean? You're on the naughty list. What does that mean? It means you're getting coal in your stocking, Camille. She not. Come on. Maybe I'm not. That another great, another great opportunity to bring up the reel of that British kid who's like, Father Christmas. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas memes, I got two on the brain. Do you know what they are? It's Father Christmas. That one. Well, uh-huh. okay, I got three on the brain, including. Oh, that one. oh, what, it, what are says, the other two? He says Christmas, just a week away. Yeah, Christmas, just a week away. Wow, I am so happy about this information. Just Woo-hoo. a week away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and okay. Chestnuts open on an open fire. Classic Christmas memes. Should we get started? Yeah. Can you? What are you talking about? Okay, we got three topics. Should we go like, you me you me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We got three topics today, and these are all. <laughs> I don't want to. Mine are like kind of nostalgic. Mine are better than yours. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I thought we were <laughs> comparing. Okay. <laughs> what? We were what? Comparing. No. Oh. Mine are like nostalgic y ones. The, this is our favorite holiday art. Right? Well, I chose the objectively best holiday art. You're being. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're on the naughty list. But it's our favorite holiday art. It's the same yeah. thing as Halloween. It's just less because I don't want to edit it. So much. We did three favorite holiday art. Yeah. And so it's not holiday art for each category of kind of what we've chosen as categories of art but it is our just top three yeah so okay um i have i have a book some visual art and a game what do you have movie movie poem okay cool um do you want to go first with one of your movies yeah okay sweet do it okay my first movie is obviously it's It's a a wonderful wonderful life life. (laughs) Every time Camille mentions It's a Wonderful Life, an angel gets its wings. It's true. (laughs) And you know how many are out there that I've given wings? I love to talk about this movie. That reminds me of that iCarly episode where they they redo It's a Wonderful Life and they talk about, and there's the guy who gets wings, but they're chicken wings. Can you go? (laughs) Can you start talking about what you're doing? You know, normally you say things and it like, (laughs) and it makes me remember something, but like right now, not one, not one Metal Gear Solid exclamation point came up over my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a Wonderful Life. The director is Frank Capra. Legend. It came out in 1946. Okay. <coughs> Holy frick. <Six>. <laughs> 1980. <laughs> <laughs> you know how our dog does like. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes our dog will like, we'll be just sitting there and he'll randomly just go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That was impression. good. That sounded like exactly like Okay. It. Whoa. Let's focus. Focus. Okay. Frank Capra directed and produced it's a wonderful life 1946 and for those of you who don't know it is (laughs) (laughs) it's okay if you don't know it is a movie about just this struggling businessman who is Mm -hmm. always putting his community and his family and strangers first and he's seeing all the people around him succeed and do great things with their lives but he's always held back because he's a good person Mm. And at the very end, he gets kind of in this situation where a lot of money is lost. He could be going to jail. He tries to get a loan from his competitor and his competitor. He he tries to offer his life insurance policy as collateral. And his competitor meanly remarks, "Um, you're really worth better dead than alive. And so he gets 
he gets pretty bad and he and he gets drunk and he's contemplating things that he shouldn't contemplate yeah and then an angel appears and kind of shows his him the town and the world if he hadn't been in it yeah and it just shows you like throughout all of the rest of the from all of the previous parts of the movie every character that he interacted with was a lot worse off without him yeah and it's just a really sweet heartwarming simple film i love it it's it's based off of really a christmas carol yeah i was gonna say that it's kind of like something appearing to someone Mm -hmm. and and showing them a perspective of life Mm -hmm. and something that i found interesting about this film is well okay the reason why it's my favorite christmas film is because my family watches it every year and like you said it's really nostalgic for me Mm -hmm. it's maybe it's not the best film ever made and stuff but it's something that like makes me teary-eyed every time i see it well it's classic for a reason it's nostalgic for a reason you know it's it's such a i don't know it's such a it's such a life it feels weird to say but it's just such like a life promoting message because literally like the message is that like your life has meaning and and your actions affect other people in like good ways yeah and you don't you truly don't know how much good you do to others you know if you're if you're trying to be good you know seriously sometimes in life we feel like no matter how much good we do we're just not enough Mm -hmm. and i feel like we just don't realize how much our actions affect other people in that way perfectly stated yeah and and you know in my research for this movie i feel like a lot of people said that this is a stupid movie and nobody should ever see this stuff because it's unrealistic <laughs> and everybody's way too nice to each other and they're like our reality is the reality without the protagonist in it uh, without all this good stuff it's yeah. this like broken down reality and that's just what we have to live in and i find that particularly interesting because the film was released in 1946 mhm a year after the world war two ended. Yeah. And uh, as you can imagine, a lot of people are going through losing family members and having lost family members and going through a really dark time in history and stuff. And to have such a happy movie come out, Mm -hmm. was kind of hard for some people. And this film actually bombed. Like it lost RKO $500,000. Really? Yeah. It's so beloved. Uh Oh my gosh. And so when it came out, For those of you who don't know, Frank Capra, he was a very decorated filmmaker. A lot of people really liked him. He got his start in the silent film era. Is it, sorry, is there anything that other than It's a Wonderful Life that he did that we would know? Not really. Not really? That's kind of, okay. Not a lot of people would. Just in case. But he's done a lot of really cool stuff. And if you are more into films and stuff, you would probably know some of the stuff he did. But he... He served in both wars, World War One, World War Two, really? and Dang. but he was never really on the front lines. He was used. He studied chemical engineering, no and way. so he did engineering in the first war and in the second war. By then, he was a decorated filmmaker, and they had him make propaganda film. Wow! And so he made the Why We Serve films, really? which is very okay. interesting. Yeah, and so yeah. anyway, after that whole thing, then he made this really heartwarming film, and a lot of people were like, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, it's become a classic it's yeah. on the preserved list of films you know it's it's even on top 10 lists of you know lists all around the world yeah and so i guess what i'm trying to say is that there's okay there's a lot to say about frank capra and i should do that in another episode because we've got a lot to go over this episode yeah but the whole idea of this film is that 
it's the ind- individualist approach mm-hmm. of being able to change something by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the reason it's so happy holidays for me and stuff is because it, it, it means something. It's really special. It means that you can, like you said, you can do more. And yeah, I yeah. like that a lot. You never know what one good turn will, will get you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a segue. That's a good segue. It's not a good segue, but my the, the topic I want to talk about now, my, my topic kind of goes with that. So I want to talk about a story called The Tale of the Three Trees. Hmm. Do you know this? No. Okay. So it, it's an old... It, it Okay. Disclaimer. None of my topics really have anything to do directly with Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's more just my association with the holidays. Um, and so this is, um, this is a, an old... It's like an old Bible story that like... I'm sure like, uh, you know, Catholics or Protestants would tell in like Sunday school to kids, but, um, it's, it's a, it's about these three trees and they're sitting atop a hill and one tree says, I am going to be made into a giant ship and I'm going to carry Kings across the waters. Okay. And then one tree says, well, I'm going to be made into a beautiful treasure chest. And the third tree says, I don't really know what I want to be real yeah um but he he says i i, I want to do i think he's like i should have read through the whole I, I did read through the whole story but i have trouble remembering um he's like oh, but i want to do something important and so these trees wait and wait and wait and they grow really big and soon the lumberjacks come and they chop them down and the first tree gets chopped down and he's like this is my moment like i'm gonna become a big giant ship yeah and he gets made into a little fishing fishing boat Boo. <laughs> Freaking fishing they boat loser. Him on, man. <laughs> they f- screwed him up. And then um, the second tree gets cut down and the tree is like, now's my moment. I'm going to be changed into a treasure box. Happen, buddy. He gets turned into a feeding trough for animals. Ooh. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to say what the last tree was turned into. Well, but I want to know. I'll get it. Oh, I'll okay, get to it. Okay. <laughs> but the <laughs> last tree gets to... chopped down. And so anyway, so it, it then goes into the story of the first tree and mm-hmm. it's like, and the first, and the, the tree is, or the, the, the now boat, I guess is in this stormy weather. And then there's a man on it and the man immediately calms the sea. Do you see where this is going? Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a Bible story about Jesus Christ. Uh. And so the second one is a water trough for animals. And he's in like his, he's in like the stable. And then a couple comes in and one of the women, the mom is pregnant, obviously. And they're like, oh, we need a place to put our baby. Do you see where this is going? I see. So the last one gets turned into the cross. Oh yeah. And so, um, he witnesses himself, you know, um, getting carried on to the, the top of the hill. Um, and then, you know, a, a man is nailed to him. Um, and so it's a cute story. It's a great little, um, it's sad. <laughs> it, it is kind of sad, but hold on. I'm getting to the happy ending. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a simple story to teach the life of Jesus Christ to kids. But what I really love about it the most is the, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> the, the, 
I'm losing my train of thought because I, I'm like, do I call it a tree or a boat? <laughs> the tree that wanted to become a boat wanted to be a big, mighty ship that would carry kings across the waters. Mm-hmm. He still did that in a different way, mm-hmm. you know? And the water trough wanted to become, the, the tree that wanted to become water trough wanted to become a treasure box that would hold treasure. He did in a different way. Yeah. And then the last tree who just wanted to become, to do something important, he did. And so on one hand, it's, it's a really great, you know, from a Christian perspective, it's a really great, great way to teach young kids, um, the life of Jesus Christ and, and these values. But the reason why I like it is that it has a message of your dreams may not turn out the way you want them to, but you're still, you can still fulfill your purpose in different ways. And you like, you, and it kind of goes along with it's a wonderful (laughs) life. Cause like you might see yourself as just a water trough that doesn't matter, but what people choose to see you as is a lot more than that. And what you end up doing is a lot more than that. That's very beautiful. So that's, that was a little bit jumbled, but, um, it's such a cute little story. And the reason I brought it up in the holiday special is because it's a book that my mom has in our little Christmas book collection. And so I always associate it with the holiday. And so it's a really cute story and I like it. And it reminds me that I can do more even if I think I'm lame. <laughs> That's cool. It's a cute little story. I love it. Yeah. And I feel like that just kind of brings up the point of like it doesn't really matter if you're religious or not. Religious art is really interesting to to look at and yeah. to understand and stuff. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I and I feel like especially during the holiday seasons when so many religions are celebrating important mm-hmm. like events for them and it's just it's beautiful to see like the delicately carved menorahs yeah, and exactly. and you know like these like little nativity scenes that Christians put on and mm-hmm. stuff. Like there's so much dedication and and spirit that like religious <clears throat> communities put in into the holidays. And mm-hmm. so to hear stories like this is just, it's inspiring. Yeah. And even like, even taking that story purely from like a non-religious perspective, it still has a lot of meaning mm-hmm. um, in the same way that the holidays do for, for some non-religious people, I believe. That's really cool. It's like a, yeah. it's like a Jesus story without like focusing on Jesus, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds weird, but like, yeah. That's funny. That's really it's a cute cool. story. Okay. Do your second movie if Thanks you want. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Um, this is a little bit, um, doesn't segue well at all because <laughs> I'm oh, no. talking about Hallmark movies. <laughs> yes. We're getting all facets of Christmas, baby. Literally. Um, okay. I'm not really talking about a Hallmark movie. I am talking about the Netflix special, The Princess Switch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so glad you're talking about this because... We were literally just watching this <laughs> while we were eating dinner today. It's one of our favorite Christmas movies. And it's <laughs> really bad. Hey, but hey, hey, let me talk. Go, because I feel like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, listen. The thing with, okay, the, the princess switch is about Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens, Hudgens and, and Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens, Hudgens <laughs> switching spots. And one girl's from Chicago and one girl's British. She's from Brelovia or something. <laughs> what is it called? Bologna. Bologna. And Bagravia. 
Is it Belgravia? Belgravia. Belgravia. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Whatever, Keep it going. Matter. People aren't going to Anyway, they, they switch places and one's royalty and one's just a cool American. And they learn to live in each other's spots and they both get with the cute guy and their lives are significantly improved. It's an adaptation of The Princess and the Pauper. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. It really is. Um, which I'm sure is an adaptation of something else. <laughs> yeah. So, but what I find so interesting about these is that they're like so popular. Like everybody has seen or knows of the name Hallmark. Yeah, yeah. And everybody loves a good, well, not everybody, but many, many people love a good like Christmas holiday Hallmark movie. Yeah. You know? And I think it's so interesting for me to hear people who are usually like, upset 50 year old dudes being like why does my wife like these stupid (laughs) movies so much and he's like me and the boys gotta get out of here she's turning on the channel yeah and i just think that's such a funny approach because yeah they're they're really annoying sometimes like the plot is repetitive and the characters are really stupid and the plot you know there's so many plot holes and there's a lot bad that you can say about it because yeah. there is a lot bad. It's not like it's like super life-changing films. You know, it's not a wonderful life. Yeah. But the reason why they're so popular and they're so fun and why so many people like go to them during the Christmas season is because they're predictable. They're they're easy. They're yeah. they're easy to consume. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, we should kiss. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so wait who's going now you go i think that hallmark movies like the like the princess switch and the princess switch Two switched again and the <laughs> princess switch three romancing a star is hallmark movies are like christmas cookies they're not insane they're not life-changing but they're sweet and you gotta have them at the christmas party yeah and everybody loves them and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And, and you know, I was looking through some, like, Reddit threads, because that's what I do. And <laughs> yeah, one of them was, like, a reason why this is so, like, I turn to them so often is because I have, like, really, really intense anxiety. And something that's oh. so predictable and easy and leaves me in a good mood and I know it'll end happy. And their obstacles that they come up against aren't that big. They're, and they just get into cute shenanigans. Like yeah. something like that is really good for me. Yeah. Whereas other movies can sometimes be really unpredictable and really like harrowing in a way. Wow. And so they're really like they can be really helpful for some people too. So Nice. I love I that. That's really nice. I think there's value in just like cute cheap things like that they can mean a lot to people because like are they trying to be it's a wonderful life are they trying to be like klaus and and like are they trying to be like these insane classics Mm -hmm. not really yeah you know what i mean and so therefore like we know that they're bad like we know that they are poor (laughs) and we love them for it and we love them for it because they they're a christmas cookie they're not a freaking main dish you know what I mean? Yeah. I heard someone say that it was it was like the Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing of gaming. Like, it's not like crazy gameplay. Yeah. It's like farming. Yeah. But it's still fun. It's like easy, yeah. you know? And yeah. that's needed. That is an excellent segue into my next topic. Animal Crossing. I'm talking about Animal Crossing, I baby. Yeah. <laughs> I Here's why I like Animal Crossing. 
you will hear video game and you will hear and you will think shooty gun and god of call war of duty and call of duty and makes and my son violent yeah <laughs> <laughs> however animal crossing was one of the first games to really modernize and popularize chill slow gameplay in animal crossing you live in a town and you do chores and it's so fun <laughs> It really That's is. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> because it's because kind of like Hallmark movies, it's not trying to be like something big and insane. Mm-hmm. It's trying to be cute and like bite-sized. The whole point of Animal Crossing is that you go in for an hour, you talk to the villagers, you do a few chores, you catch some fix and it catch some fish and bugs and you just kind of get to chill and relax and that's all it needs to be, right? And so I think that's what I really love about it. Mm-hmm. Is it offers all of these and I'm okay. When I say this, I'm talking specifically about animal crossing new leaf, the one on the 3ds. Cause that one's my favorite. <laughs> um, it offers just so many little tiny things you can do that progress toward a bigger goal mm-hmm. because you'll be like, Oh, I, I caught 50 fish and I donated them and I caught, you know, like a hundred bugs and stuff and stuff. And you get to the point where you're like, Oh, I caught all these bugs and now I get a golden fishing rod or a, a golden net. That's awesome. And it makes you feel super good. So it's a way of kind of, it's an outlet for like productivity that's still productive, but not demanding. Mm-hmm. It's like you get rewarded for just like checking things off a to-do list. And I love checking things off a to-do list. Yeah. And it's the kind of, yeah. And it's the kind of thing that you can't, um, I don't think you could really, Animal Crossing isn't really meant to be sat down and played for hours. Like I said, you get in there and you get out. Um, and, and that's the vibe of it. You, progression is slow. You know, you're, when you renovate your house, it takes a whole day to, to happen. And that's so it can keep you coming back little by little. And just giving you a little relaxation here. A little cute, fun time with your animals here. And uh, it's really special. But the reason I bring it up um, in our holiday special is because Animal Crossing is a huge game in my family. Me and my sisters play it all the time. And one of our favorite parts is it has a lot of holidays in there because the game runs in real time. <coughs> so if it's 8 p.m. on January 15th in the in real life, that's what it'll be in the game. And not unless you're changing your hours yeah, like not, me. Not unless you're a cheater and you change your hours. But so... On Christmas Eve in Animal Crossing, they have something called Toy Day. And you get to like help jingle the reindeer, deliver presents to all your villagers. And there's something that's like so gratifying about having this, like about giving presents and kind of celebrating like life and like joy in this little village that you live in that you've kind of created and contributed to. It's a really special, cozy feeling. And one that me and my sisters enjoy all the time. That's so cute. And so I love Animal Crossing. It's a great <laughs> holiday game. Oh, Yeah, I adore Animal Crossing. And I like that every time we go over to your house, your dad's always like, are you kids going to play Snapchat Village? Yeah, our uh, our my dad, like we were playing it and my dad randomly called it Snapchat Village <laughs> for some reason. And now that's what we call it anyways. So That's really sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Is it your last topic? Wow. That's my last topic. Dang. Um, I like Animal Crossing a lot, but not too much. Um, 
No, you love Animal Crossing. You just <laughs> thought it was boring. Listen. That's a different topic. We'll yeah, get into it later. <laughs> okay. My last one is pretty short. And it's okay. just a poem. It's a poem that I really like. And I don't think I've ever shared it with you, actually. Um, really? Yeah. And this is this is one I'm going to kind of have to relate to the holidays i guess too because mm. it's not directly mentioned in santa claus you know mm-hmm. but it is it is called gift by sisla milas mm-hmm. or however you say that and it's really short it says a day so happy fog lifted early i worked in the garden hummingbirds were stopping over honeysuckle flowers there was no thing on earth i wanted to possess i knew no one worthy of my envying him Whatever evil I had suffered, I forgot. To think that once I was the same man did not embarrass me. In my body, I felt no pain. When straightening up, I saw the blue sea and sails. That's all. I love that. I know. That's so chill. Why do you associate it with this time of year? Well, I mean, it says gift. (laughs) But (laughs) mostly, I, I really like it because it's... Sometimes I feel like christmas and like all of the like holidays during this season can get pretty insane and you're trying to find gifts for everyone and you're trying to make sure everybody's like noticed and heard and everything like that but i feel like the one of the coolest aspects of this season is like how nice everybody gets yeah and like how much like actual peace there is yeah like like between other people and like intrinsically like within yourself yeah there's always that phrase of like when when like someone's like, don't do this or like, I'm not letting you do this. It's like, but it's Christmas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's a goofy example. But like, there really is like a feeling around this time of year mm-hmm. um, that, you know, makes us feel doing goodwill toward men, I, I think. And I think it's in part because of the art around us, mm-hmm. the music. And just the stories and the traditions. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. And that's my favorite part of the poem is he basically just describes the most boring day like ever. Like he's just like gardening. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's just he's just happy. He's he's not envious. He's not in pain. He's he's not embarrassed or shamed of the, oh, pe- the person he was. Yeah. He's just happy to be there. He's yeah. finding the good and stuff. He's finding like real, like just pure peace yeah. in his life yeah hanukkah is about um is celebrating the rededication of of the of a temple frick i'm sorry um but and 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 christmas is about the birth of the savior and both i i'm sorry i don't know about kwanzaa i don't know what kwanzaa <laughs> is but i'm sure it's great too but both of those traditions mean that something is finally good. Something has finally come that needed to. And I feel like that contributes to this feeling because when I, because like you just like this poem describing the most boring day, I think of like uh, during the holidays, I'm just like, I'm at home with my family and it's snowing outside and I have a hot chocolate and I'm playing age of empires. It's like the, that's that's what's most important, but I don't feel embarrassed because I think, the attitude and the traditions of like good is here mm-hmm. is just so like prevalent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So remember, folks, as you're buying presents for everybody and even yourself, the greatest gift that you can give yourself is internal peace. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. believe that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's real. I think yeah. that, I think there's a lot of truth to that. All right. That was well give said. Me, give me your last topic. My last topic is is synonymous with winter, is synonymous with coziness and soothingness and Wait, what is it? Chill. It's visual art? It's visual art. Oh, it's that modern art that is just a blank canvas. No, what? It's pretty soothing to me. It, really? No. This is me off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, hey, what's that doing? <laughs> it is the artwork of none other. Vincent Van Gogh. No. Oh. <laughs> it's Bob Ross. Oh, yeah. okay. When you think of chill paintings, when you think of winter and coziness, my mind goes straight to Bob Ross. Oh. Because... So Bob Ross um, learned to paint from his mentor, who's something Alexander. His last name's Alexander. I think it's like Bill or something, but don't quote me on that. Um, he learned the alla prima technique. Oh whoa! Say it again. Alla prima. Oh no! Do the huh? Do the roll your eyes again. Alla, pri- alla prima. Oh wow! <laughs> it's, it's, He's foreign. It's an oil painting technique, which basically just means wet into wet. Cool. Which means you paint wet paints into wet paints instead of waiting for each layer to dry, Mm -hmm. which allowed him to complete paintings very quickly. And so he took over his mentor's show and gained a lot of traction when he said that, you know, anyone can paint you. He's like, you see these expensive oils and these big brushes, you can totally do it. And he did. He, I think he struck a really good balance between just like, like, churned out machine art and like art with feeling and, and with passion and and with emotion because he made it possible for people to paint beautiful things really simply. And it's not just a paint by numbers thing. He showed you how to use real techniques in simple ways that allowed people to create some beautiful things. And he had an attitude of like, don't be scared. This is your world. It's your painting. You can, you, you can do whatever you want. And if you make a mistake, it's okay. Just work with it. And to pair that mindset with his persona and his super soothing voice and the way his paintings turned out as these chill landscapes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's famous for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's, it's chill. It's beautiful. It's, it's accessible. And, um, it's it's really cozy. I was going to show some of his paintings, but I don't think there's really one that you can show because they all are kind of the same, which is mm-hmm. the point. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Bob Ross just captures this coziness about this time of year that I that I really enjoy. Um he, and his and and the reason I chose him for this episode is because of his winter stuff. Yeah. And the cabin is just but you know, you were just talking about peace, mm-hmm. giving yourself peace. I mean, look no further than Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. He That is a peaceful man right there. So anyway, I appreciate how accessible he makes art. Mm-hmm. I, I think nowadays with AI, we're talking about the democratization of art, which is stupid because art is already democratized. Anyone can do it. It just takes some learning. But Bob Ross really made it very accessible. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that about him. 
That's really special. Yeah. Sorry, I talked a lot. Do you have anything to add? All I, all I was thinking about was that we had our first kiss watching Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think there's a common thread in all of these. What is it? I Let's see. It's the power of the individual. Yep. To create change even in their own lives. Yeah. For for the purpose of peace. Yeah. And yeah. being chill. I feel like that's a huge a huge part yeah. of, of anyone's like holiday season when it can get so crazy and stuff is the ability to find peace. And yeah. a lot of that can come through art that's yeah. around you, your religious holidays. Mm-hmm. It's really accessible this time of year. Yeah. So take hold. If you find that through I mean we can talk about the like commercialization of Christmas. I mean, there's something to be said about that, but there's something about this time of year, whether you're religious, whether you don't celebrate that. I think something about peace is just very accessible mm-hmm. through art, mm-hmm. through music, through, you know, traditions and, and the things we enjoy with those we love. Dang. Very well said. Thanks. You, uh, well, you jump-started it, so. And, and it helps that Vanessa Hudgens is so hot. It helps that they made three of her. It, it helps that there's like six in the third movie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are there? I was like, whoa, that's We only watched editing. the first one. Uh, oh, I've seen three. Well, yeah, but with the the first one is the one we watch every year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Happy Holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Happy... What? What are you saying? Boxing Day is a big deal. To who? Me? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Be safe. Drive safe. Open lots of presents or don't. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> and tell us if there's any any of your favorite holiday yeah, art. I'd love know. to see some more because I only knew like movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's always movies. really fun. Like everybody talks like, what's your favorite holiday tradition? Like we want to hear them. Like yeah, what yeah. do you like to do? Anyway. With your family. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.